0: Welcome to New Game Plus. You're listening to a retro gaming podcast where three guys spend seven days playing one old game and then we talk about it. My name is Dustin.
1: My name is Kenny. I'm Nolan.
0: And this is episode 46, X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. But before we talk about the game, let's talk about the universe. More specifically, let's talk about the characters themselves.
1: Oh, like the X Men universe?
0: Yeah, the X Men. I thought we
1: were gonna get like really deep and philosophical. Just talk about the universe in general. The universe. Yeah.
0: Right. No. no, Nope. A little bit more specific. Let's talk about the X Men universe. I I think that within that universe, we all have a favorite X. Man, And so maybe it's Storm who controls the weather with just a simple thought or nightcrawler. The blue super athletic, super agile teleporting mutant or the arch nemesis, Magneto, who, believe it or not, teamed up with the X-Men crew on countless occasions. Whether you grew up with the series or not, I think that we all have a mutant that has captured our hearts and has gotten into our jeans. All right, <laughs> the <But> jeans. <laughs> Cause cause wants, it's a mutant no, yeah, joke. I got it, I got it. Kenny and Nolan. <laughs> that, that was just off the top of my dome. Oh, Kenny Nolan. I'm which sure. X? Which X? It was really uh, which X Men do you like most and why? Off the top Net-crawler. of my dome. Off off, off the top Easy. of your dome. And we'll start with you since Kenny ha- has to think some about his. Okay. No,
1: I don't. I don't want mine to be stolen. He doesn't no, he's, he's, sure. he's gonna say.
2: I like this person, but I like this person, and he won't Oh, pick no, them.
1: I like a lot, but I decided to be decisive this time. All right. Definitive. And who is despite it? everything else they've said, it's Nightcrawler.
0: Nightcrawler. He is awesome. How come?
1: Uh, I don't know. As a kid, I was just all about that. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right.
2: It's hell, a reason, what we dude. like is
1: kids don't make sense half the time. Well, like, he teleports, reason. and that's cool and he's like agile and quick and he's blue. I don't know, he's all the things I liked.
2: He is really cool. Um so my favorite is Gambit always has been. I just think he yeah. is very I don't know. He's he's got that cool edge about him and it's just a really unique power that he can do and he you know, he has a deck of cards so that's also awesome that he throws. Um so yeah that's the reason maybe I should have gone first because mine was
0: stolen oh, I'm sorry. Gambit has uh has always been my favorite Yeah, he uses playing cards and I do too
2: yeah y- you use them when you're just like sitting you'd use them in the podcast if it wouldn't make a noise I we both use
0: them as a part of our profession he as a professional mutant me as a professional magician <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> that's Dustin's that's
2: real job it's revealed
0: but he's also got an energy fused staff and, and I, I guess he fuses the throwing cards with energy as well which is awesome and then it's red energy and so while horribly inefficient uh, it's really really cool on top yeah. of that he's a thief and do you know that he's a Cajun yes I do he's from New Orleans yeah Yeah, yeah. and awesome. uh, you're from Louisiana well no you're from Arkansas kind of. but lived the majority
2: of your life in Louisiana I'd say I'm from Louisiana if someone asked me
0: and then he's a rebel on top of that. So I've always liked him and hate. You probably don't know this yet. Many people don't. Hopefully it won't be made. Channing Tatum is going to portray him in the upcoming
2: solo film. What uh, Solo film? Like, yeah. just about Gambit? Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, so cool whatever. that there's a solo film. Terrible that it's well, Channing Tatum.
2: I've, I've pretty much given up hope in any of those movies being yeah. like something that I want or expect. True. True, true. Well, X-Men Mutant Apocalypse is our
0: retro game of the week, so turn on your telepathy and unsheath your adamantium
2: claws and enjoy this week's episode.
1: Overview.
2: So let's start with what genre this game falls under. Um, it's considered a platformer, I think, an action game, but there's definitely some fighting game elements in there I don't, I don't i mean i'm sure you guys felt it playing the game but uh, sure. it's it's a really it's a platformer i'd say it's a platformer but it's got elements of other genres mixed in and we'll talk more about that in gameplay um so it is obviously based on the comic series television series x-men and in this game you play the heroes themselves in fairly linear stages Mutant Apocalypse was developed and published by Capcom, so pretty big name behind this game. We've played a few Capcom games, and I'd say the expectation is high when you have that kind of developer. This title was released for the Super Nintendo in 1994, and after some research, I was actually really surprised to find that the X-Men video game franchise is heavily weighted on the the genesis side of of the gaming industry like they have several titles that were only on sega or game gear hmm. which is weird Very like interesting yeah because i mean we've played countless games uh, even on this podcast where there's two versions the super nintendo version and a genesis version or there's ports or whatever but yeah i thought that was strange but our game this, this wasn't
0: w- even available on the Genesis
2: right? no no our game this okay. week was strictly SNES so it only came out on Super Nintendo no ports which is also interesting because a lot of games I mean most games have ports at least around yeah, that time least one. Yeah, so we're dealing with Super Nintendo this week Um, your plot's simple you got Professor Xavier sending the X-Men to an island called what is it Genosha if I'm saying that correctly. He sends it. Okay, so he sends them to the island of Genosha, where there's some shady stuff going on. Basically, some mutants, like not X-Men, but mutants, are being held captive there, forced into labor camps. It's it's weird. So you're going to stop that, and he sends five X-Men, all playable, to rescue these mutants. And you got to break him out, fight baddies, go through the levels, fight bosses. Turns out, Apocalypse is uh, is the villain behind everything. Uh, and the story could end there, but you find out later that I mean, if you if you want to follow typical X Men lore, then that suggests that Magneto is somehow involved and has his own way of dealing with with the threat. So you end up having to stop Magneto from just blowing up the island altogether. <laughs> so that's your plot. It's it's. I mean, it's an it's a X-Men comic. It feels like you're playing through, if you picked up an X-Men comic, you're just playing the comic, which is pretty cool.
0: You mentioned that there were, that you play the different Characters you play the different X-Men. Now I'm sure that in some X-Men games you've got some slightly different characters, uh, because X-Men was a you know revolving cast of characters. It wasn't always just one set group, and so in this one it's probably slightly different than uh, than in some other X-Men games or even movies or comics. Uh, So in in this one you've got Beast, which is uh, you know the 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 blue. (laughs) <laughs> the blue hairy guy, the the scientist. You've got Cyclops, who we all know shoots shoots beams out of his eyes, Gambit, who we've already discussed in this podcast. Psylocke, who is the only female member of the cast, and uh then you've got Wolverine who is the central X-Men figure. Yeah.
1: Sorry, how do you argue he's the central X-Men figure? <laughs> like Any... generally or in this game? Generally. Oh, I guess maybe a little bit. No, totally. Maybe a little bit. the most, con- agree no, He's con- the most i concede it a little bit if you're talking generally. I thought you meant like in I don't like, want you to concede game. a
0: little bit. <laughs> I want you to concede fully, entirely, <laughs> it's,
1: completely. It's a, It's an ensemble, and they're all important. But
2: we're not denying that, Kenny. But you got to look. He's the most recognizable. Oh, that's an X-Man. He's yellow and blue, and he has s- knives in his hands. And like he has... Uh, the The majority of the x-men lore is based is almost centered around him because he's really old oh,
1: there's a lot well I'll give <laughs> do you it think to
0: psylocke okay. psylocke is a central character yeah, no
1: who do you but think? like I mean, it, you can't that would be like saying that like <laughs> one of the characters and friends is who the show was about we're getting distracted here i know we i'm are sorry getting distracted. but like he's he's an important character yes
0: so, and, and we'll talk more about those characters because you play you play each of them uh, in fact you have to play each of them we'll talk yeah. about that in gameplay but um, one thing that I wanted to talk about before we go forward is both the artwork and, and the music what, what did you guys think of, of what the stages looked like uh, aesthetically and then how they sounded phonetically no, probably not phonetically
2: <laughs> I think they have a really cool theme song in this game actually it's got like the super fast bass in it. So music yeah. was okay. It wasn't anything that I was, you know, that stood out to me when I play these games. It was, yeah. it was okay. I was kind now, of in some u- way. Like I yeah.
1: didn't notice it, but like in either direction, like it wasn't like, oh man, this is blowing my mind. Awesome. Or being really bad, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was just, you know, it was solid game music, but nothing special.
2: Now the artwork I was actually, I was pretty impressed with. It's, it's Capcom's attention to detail. I mean, you've got really nice-looking backdrops on each stage, or on most stages. When you have the indoor factory, it's pretty generic-looking, but but you do have some really good backdrops, and then there's a lot going on on the screen, like movement, and, you know, they handled the graphics. I, I liked the graphics in this game. I thought they did a good job.
1: Yeah, I'll generally agree with you on that one, too. Like, it was, it was pretty. It looked nice.
0: I thought both were were highly impressive. Uh, I I think that they've got a different track for each stage, which yeah, that's is cool. impressive in and of itself. And then the artwork, I just thought was outstanding. Uh, very colorful. You know, not some dark oh, yeah. or anything. Very colorful. Very bright. Uh, very unique stages, and um, I, I just I thought they did really good. The sprites that like the the actual X Men mm-hmm. looked really cool, like straight out of comic.
2: Oh yeah, really detailed. I mean. It was. It actually surprised me. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that this game would have that kind of detail in the graphics, at least. But yeah, it was really good. It did look like a comic, and I. Th- I feel like that's hard to pull off in video games for some reason. At that time,
1: it had that look partly because those characters took up more screen realty than a lot of times you'll have, especially in a platformer. Mm. Which, as yeah. much as as much as it was nice for the look, I found sometimes frustrating for gameplay uh but that that was a whole different set of issues but the look of it really did let them be big and detailed because they made them pretty pretty large characters relative to to a lot of times what you see gameplay
0: so in this gameplay section, I want us to talk kind of more specifically about these, this cast of characters. Um, we, we mentioned earlier that you, you have to play them, and, and you have to play them because the original the, the starting stages are set up in a way that each of these each of these X-Men have their own character or,
1: have their own mission. they have to like, accomplish getting onto the island.
0: Yeah, each of them have their own task each and you can't use a different character to complete a different right. character's task. Mm-hmm. Like Psylocke has a Psylocke stage, Gambit has a Gambit stage and I feel like, I, I didn't feel it completely, but I feel like they at least went for trying to craft the stage and the enemies and the boss at the end of the stage around that the character's abilities. Which you could tell that they
1: did cool. um, and I like the idea of it. I didn't feel like they sold that as hard as they could have. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, like it was sort of just like, it, it, I don't know, Each the uniqueness of each one felt a little bit gimmicky to me in this game, but you could tell that they put some design thought into like the levels and those interactions with skills. So I, I like that.
2: Yeah, and what's cool, I mean, that's a unique setup anyways. With games, you can usually just pick your character. Okay, so for instance, take the Ninja Turtles game that we played. You can pick any of them. And they have slightly different movesets, but you're going through the same stage. This one, you, you've got to use that character in the stage. And so what's also cool later in the game, you can you can choose out of those five that you, I guess, liked the best or want to use for, a, for different stages that are late in the game. And so I feel like they're like, all right, pick your play style. Pick who you... Like the best or did well with the best, yeah. which was awesome. kind
1: of the best of both worlds. Yeah. The way they yeah. set it up, doing a mandatory stage that sort of fit the character and forced you to learn some of their special stuff and then let you play characters either to the strength you needed to beat the level or to your just personal preference and play style as you got later and, on into it.
0: And I, I thought all of that was just very creative. I mean, like you said, Nolan, uh, th- most games of this time, even good games, would allow you to select from the, a cast of characters, yeah. And this one, y- you have to play them at the beginning, and then again at the end, mm-hmm. you you select each one to to finish off their you know their little story. And so, uh, just a really creative way to do that. Now, the characters we've already mentioned who they are, but their different abilities. That's kind of what's what's key and what sets or what's supposed to set them apart from one another. Some of them feel very different than the others. While I feel like a, a couple felt. V- you you know, not that
2: unique. Yeah, yeah, I felt that too. So you've got Gambit, for instance. I'd say he's pretty unique from the others, in the sense that he's he can shoot the cards. The the what is it? Kinetic energy, whatever. Yeah, he can shoot a projectile, which is really it's a huge advantage in in some of it, in his stage and then later in the game too. And so you've got that ability. Which is separate from, and he also has his his staff, and so he can do the the beat him up. But I th- I don't know, Dustin, if we're thinking the same. But I felt like maybe Wolverine and Psylocke were similar because they felt like just beat em up characters, like you just button mash, and you're yeah, you're in similar. the air a lot, like you're doing aerials with Psylocke and with Wolverine. So that's I mean that's where my mind went when you said that. And no, that,
0: that's exactly what
1: I was referring to. Yeah. And Cy- Cyclops is just the worst gambit in this game, I thought.
2: Yeah,
0: see, I felt the same. I yeah. felt he was very stiff. The only thing that gives him some viability is that he does have the laser, the beams from his eyes. And so, but, oh, and very creative here. You've got so much, so much uh, flexibility here because you can do your, uh, you, you've got a huge move set is what I'm trying to say. You've got awesome, mm-hmm. you've got beams from his eyes while he's standing, beams from <laughs> his eyes while he's crouching, and get this, you can even do beams from his eyes while he's jumping. Whoa. Whoa.
2: Hang on. So that's, right. that's my they, new character.
0: They, right. They, they just give him so many different abilities. It's <laughs> sick. It'll take the entire game to learn him. Yeah. He, he <laughs> sounds pretty difficult.
2: And then you've got Beast and his gimmick is he can stand on the ceiling. <laughs> right. Well, He's and he great. also
0: bounces on people's heads. Yeah. Like you can keep that bounce like going. Mario. Just left uh-huh. screen, right screen, left screen, right screen as the enemies are coming out.
2: So some of them are a little more... Well-designed than, than others, you yeah. still got your variety there.
1: In, t- in terms of actual like play of each of those characters, who did you guys prefer?
2: Honestly, it, not my favorite character, obviously, but Wolverine for me, because I feel like he had a really strong combo game, and that was really useful for me at the end. Exact same. You're just gonna take my uh, my answers. No answer <laughs> sure. first. Wow. All podcasts.
1: Okay. Yeah. Which which give fine. answers no. that we wanted to
2: give. Dustin, you can go first. <laughs> Rest of <your> <laughs> That's
0: that's completely fine though. But like he does have. I mean, he had combos. Uh, playing Wolverine. Period is just gonna be fun, right? I mean, he's got. Yeah. He he's got his fists, but outside of his fist he's got freaking blades so Mm -hmm. he's got his claw slashes he's got uppercuts he's got even some like berserker moves and and i think i don't know if there's an actual move move speed but it felt like he just moved yeah a lot quicker than some of these other
2: characters
1: you can tell i'm not a fanboy but wolverine was not my favorite he's he's often not and he's often a lot of people's favorites beast was my favorite in this game
2: really he's why do you why was he your favorite over the others?
1: uh i don't know just fun like the novelty of the uh standing upside down interactions was cool um and then i, I loved just like the bouncing around and the the charge moves he had and the kicks and i don't know it, it his play style i felt like just worked better for me and was was safer and flowed together more naturally i i you're had to right. learn less how to use abused. him than others you know
0: Tell me if this bothers you guys like it does me. I've noticed as we've been going back and playing some of these retro games, that there's been a reoccurring theme, not in every single game, but in some of them, that if this is an issue, it always it always comes to the forefront of my attention, and then it bothers me the rest of the time I'm trying to play the game. But it's the insufficient use of the Super Nintendo controller. Oh, Absolutely. Like, You've got four primary buttons outside of your D-pad, outside of your left and right bumpers. You've got four primary bump buttons and yeah. we used half, right? Yeah. We used one to jump and the other to attack. That's And, and that's, that's not, not even not including
1: your your bumpers. You know, right. your two side buttons. Yeah. That also right. get neglected. Like yes. it's right. often, It's too. really annoying. Like you just had buttons that didn't do anything. That's terrible design.
2: Bumpers on the SNES were often Neglected and it's it's a shame because that's two more whole buttons
0: yeah, like, listen, I and I know you can't use the bumpers for everything, but he, this is one simple thing you could have done to make these characters even more unique and to give you more uh, more use of the Super Nintendo controller is to have them be able to power up, channel a unique ability that is for them alone. You get this in some of these other beat 'em up games, and some of these other, you know, right. scrolling left-to-right platform yeah, games. Yeah, I, did, you I get didn't where... feel like
1: you had, like, that ultimate ability that I was expecting out of an X-Men game especially. There was game, no ability. Well, no. you
2: know what I think? I think it is the first thing that comes to my mind is comfort. Like those two buttons are pretty natural for for most people when resting just default resting on the controller with their hands. And I feel like they just use that standard as comfort. I, guess. I don't but, know. I think uh, it's just
1: kind of lazy. Well that's, yeah, I I'm not, I
2: agree with you still, but I think that I guess that's why that's typically the only two buttons used out of the four, I would want to see more, but I, don't, I I don't know, I don't know if it's like a comfort thing or they ran out of things to add in the game, like yeah, they knows? didn't have things to assign to those buttons. I don't know because okay, so this also reminds me back to the fighting game thing. You've got your D-pad and then button combos, and I, th- I feel like there was a huge Street Fighter vibe going on for me in this game. I don't know if you guys felt that. Eh, I mean, it is Capcom. Bit. But just the way they move f- on the screen from left to right and the way that you can like do your dash kicks on the ground, like oh, when I you crouch agree. and you can dash. I mean, there was just even, that vibe. Even the on.
1: size of the characters again. Yeah, yeah it, they were It large, had that for me a lot. It was almost like you took a, a fighting game and just sort of dropped it over a platformer. Yeah, but like a really, really cool. simple fighting game.
2: To me, it made an interesting gameplay. I I actually really liked the gameplay. I thought it was fluid. Yeah.
0: Did, did you guys find it difficult? Was it a hard game for you guys, or was it fairly easy
2: somewhere in the middle?
1: Yes. I had a hard time with this game.
2: <laughs> like from the beginning.
1: Uh yeah, like it was. Huh. It was just difficult. You take a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have any really good ways to mitigate that. There's places where you feel like unless you play the level multiple times to, uh, you know, to learn sequences of like when things enter the screen, you don't have time to truly react. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's not like it was an impossible game by any means and one that definitely as you learn the characters and what they can do and how to do your combos and, you know, you sort of get over the, the initial bump of what this game is, it definitely gets... More playable, but uh, this one had a little bit of difficulty for me.
2: I should have answered first. Again, <laughs> we'll ask the questions now, and then you go first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just interview you, Dustin, so you can yeah. just give your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought it was difficult yeah. too. I, I, uh, so some of the same reasons that that Kenny mentioned. I'm assuming that you didn't, Nolan, find it that difficult. You're also, mm-hmm. we, as we've established many times before, much better at video games than both of us. But That's true.
1: No, did like you? I actually uh, did. it was Some it kinds was of video games. Um,
2: Kenny wants to brag about his real time strategies. No, I'm yeah.
1: just saying. Like,
2: look, just to I don't me.
0: play Starcraft anymore, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or Civ 2. I can I just really... say real quick, I'm sorry,
0: Nolan. Can, I know I'm interrupting can? you, but I just said Starcraft, and I saw something this week that said that uh, they might be remaking Brood Wars. Go ahead.
1: Wait, wow. for real? Like re-releasing it or That's like cr- go remaking ahead, it? Nolan. No, 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 you can't just drop yeah, that and not give me up. the details. No. Okay,
2: <laughs> so look, I did have difficulty with this game. Um, and I will say, at first when you, when I started it, hard. Like, this game's going to suck. Once you get the hang of it, I was starting to be okay. I and, and I got through the game. The hardest part of the game is the final boss to me. And I think that's appropriate. But Magneto, spoilers, was very, very difficult. Like, I I couldn't beat him. I'm just going to be honest. I couldn't beat him.
1: It was a long fight, and you had to be, like, consistently good. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, like, there's visual cues. So, in in boss fights, you've got your visual cues, hopefully. Sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) sometimes you don't. But you can expect what's coming next, maybe some sound cues. But still, it was, like... Yeah, I no, just, you had to got hit constantly, and I had, you had to, cheese to be continuously
1: him, like, good, and like for a long, long time, he was hard to kill.
2: I, I, I played Gambit and just sat underneath him doing my projectile when he didn't have his shield up, but still, like it didn't do that much damage. It was hard.
0: Aged. All right, so we're gonna talk about age, and I'm gonna go first Okay, Tom, Go ahead, Dustin. <laughs> Kick us off. Go ahead. So for me, this is a this is a weird game to review because I. I approve of what they've done on many fronts and and I'm surprised that it sounds like we kind of agree on a lot of these things, which is, which is interesting. I, I was expecting either, you, you know, I was pro I was probably expecting Kenny, you to come in and, and really disliking the game, Nolan, you to come in and, and really liking it. Not, not super strongly, but, but liking it. Uh, but it sounds like we're all down the middle. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I, I, I like what they did on, on many fronts, um, and, and so the graphics, I, I thought they looked great. Your character handling is stiff. A little, you know, but and it's hard to make sense of some of the moves. It, I I didn't even know that Gambit could throw three cards, for example. Like I I had I struggled trying to figure out the move set. But the visuals are crisp and clean and colorful. Even today, they look they look very good. The level variety, both in style and design, is broad, and so that's a good thing. Um, I I do think the difficulty level is a little too high for modern gamers. Uh, nevertheless i say somewhat surprisingly that x-men mutant apocalypse aged well in my opinion
1: huh you you mentioned something on the aging that i think is worth pointing out and i mean we've talked about this reality before but it really stood out to me this week and that is just the way like that we interact with games anymore Uh, often being digital distribution uh, and often picking up and jumping into them we usually expect some kind of in-game explanation of everything in the game where you don't need anything outside of the box to tell you how to play and this is one of those games that clearly if you didn't have the little booklet or have a friend or something uh you might not even know that there's combos you know to like to do some of these special moves for each character and so you jump in and try and just pass the levels by walking around punching everything and jumping and that would be miserable in this game uh, and so it's a silly nitpicky kind of thing but um like old games don't weren't as good as modern games at either literally giving you a tutorial or forcing you to learn the stuff as you go the early level designs kind of did that but even then they didn't like tell you these moves exist
2: and on the age I feel like these games around that time not superhero games just like 90s SNES games had some novelty mechanic and i like to compare to things we've played just to help our viewers out but like for instance you have Kirby's inhale on on Dreamland and that's your mechanic the whole game like you're either using that or a variation of that to get through the stage to defeat bosses And in this case, Capcom created five unique characters that you have to play through a stage that gives you some variety. And and there are some that we've mentioned that weren't that different or outstanding, but still different. I think that is really cool. And a lot of the time, I think that people... They want that choice. They want to be able to pick which character they want and go through the whole game as that. And to some developers, that's a positive thing. That's cool. Let's give them the choice. And they may consider something like this limiting, but I don't think it's limiting. I think it's really, I think it's really cool to show off the developers. I mean, take on the the move sets, the mechanics, and also to give variety. So, like overall, I think. I think they did a great job with the mechanics of the game, and, and it was fun gameplay. But it aged pretty much how I think... It aged appropriately. It Like, I wouldn't want to play this game. Like, I wouldn't think, let me go back and play some X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. It aged how it should have aged. I mean, you can appreciate the things that are in it, but it's... uh. You know, it's not like a classic or anything like that.
1: Okay, I like that differentiation because the first thing you said, I was like, I don't know if that's fair because there's some old games that sometimes I want to go back and play that old game, you know? Well, yeah.
2: I mean, I think even of the, like
1: X Men Arcade that we may end up playing eventually, I think it's on our list, but haven't, has some of that vibe for me. More like pick it up and it just like be fun overall. And so I don't know. I don't know what the difference is it, necessarily. I but. will
2: say, and this is really unique, it's because it's a it's based on a series, and we've done it with movies, but what's cool about the age of this game is that you get thrown back into the original X-Men costumes, which are infinitely cooler than oh, the no, all-black outfits that I'll they try and that. make all like dark and cool in the new the movies. Old, the I, old tone love, of the universe I like better yes, for sure. I loved that because they had their bright colors, and each one you were like, "That is Cyclops, that is Wolverine, that is you know Gambit." And I loved that. I loved that each X Men had a, their own awesome costume, and so being thrown back into that original X Men feel was a cool part of the age of this game, and something that we may not experience in a different in another game.
0: The final shell shock. So do you give this game your vote for New Game Plus status? Which, if you're just coming uh, to New Game Plus and you don't know what that means, at the end of each and every episode, the three of us reflect back on our week playing the game we reflect over the things that we've shared so far in this episode and individually we determine does this game get our vote for new game plus status does this game um deserve our approval saying that hey we we think that if you are listening to this podcast and you enjoy gaming and even retro gaming that you should go find a copy and enjoy this game we enjoyed it we think you will too that's what this vote means I am beginning because I don't want anyone to take what I'm going to say. Go ahead, go ahead. Although I, it's it's not like it's anything long or a surprise. And I imagine that we're all going to agree. Although I feel that it is a game where age is not the issue, I do find many other issues in the game. Enjoyability being one of them. And uh, so I, I, I do not give this game my vote for New Game Plus status.
2: And I think that it's become old enough that even though I can spot the great design choices by Capcom, it's not something that I would want to play or recommend to someone, even X-Men fans, because like Kenny's mentioned, uh, there's there's other X-Men games. There's way that. better Maybe titles better. for sure.
1: Yeah. In fact, I think there's even other Super Nintendo titles that play differently that are X-Men themed. That are excellent. Yeah. When when we went back and and said an X Men game on the Super Nintendo, my brain went back to some other ones, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a great game.
0: But so what do you think about this game, Kenny? But game
1: <laughs> but then but then it wasn't. I'll agree with you guys. It it's uh, too like pointlessly unrewardingly hard. A couple of really awkward design choices in terms of buttons and having to learn combos, but those not really being complex enough to feel like a fighting game like it was kind of in between um even some like storytelling elements that just felt sort of gimmicky to me though a few a of cheesy. them were done and moved it forward like the um okay now you've saved the island and now you've got to go fight Magneto but before you might fight Magneto let's train <laughs> by fighting <laughs> well, these try and other bosses to make sure you're <laughs> it like it was just there were some real cheesy things too um yeah. And overall it just it didn't have that like big X-Men feel, you know? I was wanting that like superpower move or I was wanting each character to feel even more unique and instead I felt like like I was playing a fighting game stuck in a platformer but like with one hand tied behind my back and then sort of dribbled with some X-Men theme over it and it just it didn't do it for me.
0: 3 nos mean that this game does not get our new Game Plus status. It goes back into the vault forever. Maybe to be played another day? Probably not. Uh,
1: I'm sure there's uh. people who like played it as kids and are nostalgic and, and like it, but I feel like it's going to be a minority compared to other games better games that it's competing yeah. against you know
0: and they must not view this podcast because we only had one that uh, one response this week from uh, our viewers so uh, must have not really enjoyed this game or even cared to pick it up and play it which is understandable we don't fault you for that jake said as a kid I would turn this game on like every day during the summer to play Wolverine's part specifically. I never was the kid who had knives or pencils between my fingers to play Wolverine. No one ever picked Gambit, so I would, and get to swing around a broom or a big stick. When it comes to X-Men games, this is the one I recommend. Stay far away from the two NES versions. Stay far,
2: far away. I was not aware of NES titles.
0: I'm sure that there's X-Men games on pretty much
2: every console that you could imagine. The Uncanny X-Men on the NES came out in 1989.
1: 89? 89.
2: That sounds scary. Yeah. A lot of PC ones too. Like you guys said, there are other
0: X-Men games that are good X-Men games. And I, I don't... I think this was the only X-Men game on our list. C- could you guys confirm or deny that?
1: Uh, besides the arcade game, it was the only one.
0: Okay, so the arcade game is on there. But uh, if there's other... Guys, if you're listening and you know of other X-Men games that are good, better than Mutant yeah. Apocalypse, please suggest them to us. We'll add them to the Retro Master list, and someday that will be selected, and we'll be Just able to enjoy the X-Men for us. the way that it was intended to be. Yeah, thanks, Jake. We are going to randomly select our next game of the week. Uh, the only X-Men game that it could possibly be would be our arcade game, but that would be, be a uh, very very small, <laughs> small percentage back-to-back. <laughs> um, but we do have a ever-growing Retro Master list. You guys suggest the games. We add them, to They're Dallas. I'm getting to your email. I promise. It's just hard when you send 20 games, but I wow. really <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. It's getting really long. I looked at it yesterday. It is. It's lengthy.
0: We're going to have to make this, uh, make it a kind of robotic thing in the future so that people can add it without me manually going in and having to add each one line by yeah, line. Yeah, that's rough. But now we're going to find out which game we're playing for the next seven days. And it is... very similar to the game that we just played x-men art no it's not x-men arcade <laughs> but it is a 1995 arcade style beat-em-up video game heard that before but the exciting thing about this one is that it is sega genesis
1: exclusive mm, that's probably a good sign actually there's
2: a couple in my mind that come- that i think of when i hear that so what is it
0: welcome to comic zone
1: wow yep interesting it's not one i've ever heard of really you know, no i don't know
2: if a, there's probably a lot
1: of people no, have i don't, um, I don't know old games as well as i should considering
2: the first time i played it was in a pc collection of sega games that had like sonic and shining force this game was in there and that was the first time i played it it's actually it's it'll be interesting i don't really remember
0: here's a really cool thing is that i believe that it is available on steam
2: oh really that is so, interesting. So everyone, it would go not get
0: be it. difficult to play. In fact, it's all it's available on Steam, uh, the PlayStation Network, Xbox Live. Is that what that one's called?
1: Xbox Arcade. Your your yeah. neighbor has it too, and so if you're listening to this podcast so and don't have any of those room? other things, yeah, go knock on your neighbor's door and just tell them you want to play Comic Zone.
0: So we have what we would consider a big milestone coming up in just a few weeks. As we hit our 50th episode, we are also going to be completing our first full year of the New Game Plus podcast. It's crazy. Crazy. It does not
2: seem like it's been a year. No,
1: it's gone fast. It's been a great ride.
2: And uh, well, it's not over. Yeah, no, I'm, not yeah. I'm not wrapping it Love up.
1: You. So that was fun, surprise, everybody. guys! Don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. No.
0: Okay, no, we have <laughs> we we do have some big things planned for not only that special birthday celebratory episode, but for the future of NGP as well. So, what we'll, we promise to give you more information as we draw closer to that. We just wanted to let you know now so that you can be begin building. We can begin building the anticipation and expectation for something that will surely disappoint you no but we we really did want to just make you aware of the fact and go ahead and start saying thank you thank you thank you for your support especially yeah. those of you that are day ones
2: yeah it's been really cool to hear people's thoughts on games their nostalgia with games and i mean that's why we did it we want to talk about older games and yeah i f- the best part for me is hearing from you guys so thank you so much
0: As always, you can find us on our social media sites, Facebook and Twitter at NGP Podcast. You can listen directly on iTunes or SoundCloud or any other podcast provider. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you're the first to get our new New Game Plus episodes. Join us next week as we play the game Comic Zone. Until then, I'm Gambit, because I said it first.
1: I'm Psylocke, just to throw everyone for a curve.
2: And I'm Gambit. And this (laughs) is the new
0: Game Plus. (laughs) You're not Psylocke.